Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Hello, everyone. God bless everyone. Welcome to the King's Healing Room. Wow, we're on Wednesday. Thank God for you. Uh, tuning in with us tonight. We thank God for a wonderful, a wonderful week that the Lord has made. And, uh, on this uh, October 5th. Wow. Can you get with that? October 5th. It's, it's you know, the Indian summer passes by in Syracuse. Even here in Charlotte, it's, it's low 70s, uh, high 60s, low 70s. And, uh, but we thank God um, for all things. Um, before we open up, of course, we open up with prayer. And uh, and that being said, I want us all to re- to remain mindful of the so many people up and down the eastern seaboard, and particularly Florida and uh, and um, coastal coastal Florida and the the entire the entire island. Of Puerto Rico, um, that we continue to that we continue to keep them in our prayers, and uh, uh, God bless you, Sister Rivers. And also, let let let's not let's be ready to give, Amen. All giving is not in church. All giving is not tithes and offerings. All right, um, there are so many giving opportunities. I. Um, uh, I love GoFundMe and, um, and, um, once a month or every other month I'll go on and I'll, I'll see something that really, that really appeals to me or pulls on my heartstrings. And, um, usually with children or a family or, or, well, any tragedy, there's people on GoFundMe that are just on, they, they're being very honest. They just want to, they want you to help them wipe out their credit card debt. And, uh, and so obviously it's, it's, it's your choice to give. Uh, uh, but let, let's not be, um, as individuals, as, as families, um, I would, I would encourage everyone to, uh, to follow through with your, um, with your favorite, uh, uh, donation source. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, Sister Treasure. Treasure, Treasure bought me my, my Yo-Yo Coco coffee, Jojo. What's, what's life without, what's Bible study without coffee, right? And, uh, and uh, so once again, let, let us pray and then let's get into it. I'm very, very excited about tonight. And, um, and uh, always just to meet each and every one of you. 
Um, um, I, I can see your comments from here. Um, I've, I'm getting out of the habit of looking at comments because we end up missing people and and it can be a distraction, um, especially when when you have a big caramel chew head like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Lord, we thank you for what did not happen, even though this uh, uh, hurricane um, uh, Ian is being called uh, the worst, if not if the worst, if not one of the worst, if not the worst hurricane to to come inland. Uh, uh, we know it could have been so much better. Um, the whole the whole island, the country of Puerto Rico, the coastal uh, the coastal areas of Florida, and other places where these two storms back to back, well, two hurricanes within seven days landed. Lord, we pray for emergency services, um, gas, electricity, um, medical supplies, um, hospitals, power, um, clean water, uh, 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 school age supplies, elderly. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We love you in the name of Jesus. And you have given us a heart of empathy and of love and of caring and giving for our fellow human being. Amen. Even your word says, as even as you, Christ, was challenged by the Pharisees, condensed the law down into two over, over close to 700 laws, one for each bone in the body, or there's 600 something bones in the human body. And the Jew, the, the, uh, the Hebrew law, the Jewish law, they had, they had roughly one law for each bone in the human body. So they had almost 700 laws. And Christ said something so profound as of everything he did and said, he said, love God with your hope, with your mind, body, and soul. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Florida, uh, uh, Puerto Rico, they're our neighbors. I talked with uh, Sister uh, Nelda on today. Um, Trish and I were talking about her earlier, and I did speak with her. She was more inland, rain. Um, I think she lost some power around there, but, uh, but she's more inland in Florida. Amen. But... We look after our own and we care for our own. Thank God for each and every one of you. We love your own tonight. Uh, I would really like to take a moment to see if there's any questions or comments over, for over the last few weeks. Um, um, uh, uh, I know you're used to seeing uh, the handsome mug of uh, Pastor Yulon. Amen. But he's, he's, he's taking a well-deserved break and... Um, and uh, well, well, well deserved. This is, I want to give a shout out. October uh, in America is celebrated as as many things. But October is, in the Christian world is celebrated as Pastoral Appreciation Month or Pastor Appreciation Month. And Pastor Yulon Jones, um, his official title is uh, Executive Pastor. And... Uh, and um, uh, along with our five, with our four other 
um, uh, positions that make up our leadership team. All right. And uh, trustee board president, um, uh, senior pastor, uh, executive pastor, executive administrator, uh, CEO or treasurer and um, and um, and uh, director of special projects. And of course, we all we all um, intermingle in each other's um, assignments and different things. Amen. But that's the core. That's the core leadership of the King's Healing Room. And our executive pastor, uh, Elder Yulon Jones, uh, since uh, since late 2018, has been the acting pastor along with all of along along with his duties and responsibilities as executive pastor. Can I just talk about him for a minute? Is that all right? I think he's pretty awesome, and I know we all do, and um, know his wonderful family. And uh, and um, uh, uh, and then and then and then we went and acquired uh, not a building, but an edifice and and adjacent property uh, uh, in late in in the uh, in the uh, fall winter of of two thousand twenty one, and all of our responsibilities and. And um, and care for the ministry has gone up, and Pastor Jones has certainly kept pace. And I'm just picking on him right now, um, because I want I'd love for some love to be shown his way for this month, the month of October. Go ahead and text him uh, over the next month, uh, 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 as my as my aunt Dean would say, put a little cabbage in his hand. <clears throat> we all know what cabbage means. Uh-huh. Duckets, green bag, coin, whatever. I don't know what the Benjamins, I don't know what the, I'm not up on all the slang. And when I do say it, my kids, grandkids stuff, they be like, nah, dad, don't. Nah, that's not cool. Leave that alone, bro. Leave, leave that to us. All right. So God bless you. Uh, uh, October is um, is pastor, pastor appreciation month. Amen. And, uh, pastor Yulon Jones and your entire, entire family, the King's healing room, King's healing room. We love you. God bless you. Let's give God praise. Amen. Yeah. Let's give God praise right where we are. Amen. We thank God for the usual suspects that are on. God bless you. Amen. I am so, so excited. Um, um, uh, whenever I have an opportunity to come before God's people to teach and to share and to, 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 to break revelational bread and, 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 and bread of knowledge. Um, and we, and we grow together. Amen. The teacher learns as much from his or her students as the students learn from his or her teacher. All right, we're going to deviate the month of October. Uh, mm -hmm. 
housekeeping here on my on my screen. Uh, we're going to we're going to jump into uh, uh, not so much finances, but but while in the month of October the scriptures we come from may be financial scriptures or money-based scriptures or scriptures where the, the, the main subject, the main topic, the main thrust is finances. But, but how many know, how many have lived long enough that are listening right now? Amen. Whether you're live at, uh, at, uh, 42, uh, 26, 42, 23, you all know where, you all know where we live. Faye Road. <laughs> Amen. By the time I get it right, we'll probably be selling the building, which will probably be never. And, uh, uh, um, or whether you're listening virtually and, and, uh, um, uh, 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 on campus, on for every service, uh, word on Wednesday tonight, we have, we have youth. Uh, uh, children activities for our children and um, uh, Sister Chartise um, uh, Rivers and um, and uh, for the children that are there oversee that under the tutelage of our youth pastor uh, uh, Deaconess Yvonne Jones and then also for Kingdom Academy or Sunday School on Sunday mornings at 9.30 to 10.30 and then our SOS service on Sunday at 11 a.m. We also have youth. Uh, so, so bring your children out. We start, we start earlier. We start at 6 p.m. This has been our same time since June, since the first week of June, 1999. We've had two services. We've had two consistent services and that's Sunday, uh, Sundays and Wednesdays. And that Wednesdays at 6 p.m. has never changed. Amen. Some of those uh, Mother Hill, uh, the Hill family, some of those, some of the early adopters will remember when we first opened our doors, we had service at two o'clock on Sunday. Our first slogan was the thing to do is the King's Healing Room at two. All right. And then we transitioned to 11 p.m. And we've been there ever since about a year later. Uh, but how, how, how many can attest that Once you begin to learn to grasp hold of financial lessons, it is it is amazingly broad and many how how many lessons are 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 learned in life period and vice versa. Amen. Once you start winning at life, then you'll win at finances. Once you start winning at finances, then for a great deal, you'll start winning at life. It's amazing how many how much better decisions we make when we make when we make sound financial decisions. We tend to take we we tend to look at everything and we tend to scrutinize it a little more. Can I get some emojis? Can I get some hand claps? Um, can I get some amen, brother? If if I'm saying anything, if if, if I'm not, then then I'm gonna have to dig a little. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to work a little harder for this tonight. A, 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 amen. Amen. The more 
we understand finances and how finances work, how commerce works. Let me, let me not say finances. All right, God bless you. Let, let's say commerce, period, commerce, how commerce works and, um, and, um, and budgeting and, and assets. What is an asset? What is not an asset? Amen. Unless you have a 1963 uh, split window Corvette with four miles on it, or you have a 1956 Mercedes SL uh, gold wing, um, uh, uh, the doors come right up like, like seagulls, wings coming up, you know, with, with 50 miles on it, every car, every automobile you've ever had is an asset. And unless you're in the business of buying and selling cars, that's a business. That's a, that, that's a, that's a whole nother deal. Just the, just to go down and buy a car before you drive it off the lot, it's already depreciated. All right. But a stock and a bond, these are assets. In most instances, real estate is an asset. Once again, once again, used wisely and, and wise choices being made. And, um, and, um, and, and so it's just something that happens when our finances are right, when our debt is low or non-existent and we're on top of our bills. We have savings. We have an emergency fund. Amen. And then we go on a little vacation here and there. We can do this and that, but it's really for our family and for the next generation. There's just, there's just something that permeates through every area of our lives. Is that all right? Amen. I, uh, I want to give a brief, a quick reminder, and I will, I will give a little more in-depth um, at the end of this broadcast. Right now, I'd like us to turn to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, coming from a very familiar passage. I always find it very helpful to read, um, to read the scriptures um, because the benefit of scriptures come from actually reading them and as often as you can, read them out loud. All right. And if, if y'all remind me, I'll give y'all a little exercise in a little bit. Um, uh, the difference of, of uh, saying something in your mind and saying something out loud and which one rules the day. All right. A little exercise. Second uh, Kings, the fourth chapter, I would ask that everyone turn to it. Amen. Whether your electronic uh, Bibles or your or your paperback. Uh, or hard copy, all right, or your study material, study Bibles. Every Thursday at noon, the King's Healing Room, uh, uh, every Thursday at noon is our, it's, it's, it, the title is uh, the, King's, he, the King's Healing Room Rooms uh, Virtual Prayer Line, V Prayer Line, all right? We look at our calendar, T-K-H-R-V-Prayer. Prayer line, and from noon to one every every Thursday, and uh, it can be found right on our Facebook page, and it's open for all. Whether you come on for thirty seconds or for thirty minutes or for an hour, sometimes we go over the hour. We we get praying, we get talking. We're 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 also fellowshipping. And oftentimes as we're fellowshipping and as we're talking and, and just talking of the Lord, 
things that we for people with that we forgot or situations to pray for come up. But it is a prayer line from 12 to 1. All right. Every Thursday, every Thursday, uh, the King's Healing Rooms virtual prayer line. And on last week, uh, God spoke to us in um, the King's Healing Room and uh, and said he'd like for us to do something. And so if God says, I want you to do something, what are the chances of you doing it? You, you, you kind of want to do that. And we're very, very excited for the month of October, at least for the month of October, every Thursday. So that's four Thursdays, four times, four Thursdays. Uh, from midnight Thursday, from midnight tonight, Wednesday, uh, in Thursday a.m. until 2 p.m. Thursday, we're going on a, where we are fasting, all right? We're going to push our plates away, those that can and will, and to the degree of some some sort of, of, of sacrifice to your flesh, all right? Remember, what you turn down, in the flesh, you gain in the spirit, or else there would be no recompense for, for, uh, for fasting. If if tithing if tithing didn't open up the windows of heaven, and part of a blessing that you wouldn't you will not have room enough to receive and rebuke the devourer for your sake. If tithes didn't do those two things, then why would you tithe? Do you understand? Do you understand the 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 the, the 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 absurdity in God's written word and letting any I don't care who it is even me challenge you on what God's word said, Amen. You can challenge me on what I said and I can challenge you on what you said, but who who who's gonna stand and challenge God on what God's word said and what He gave His prophets, Amen. Uh, Paul told Timothy, Amen. All of this Bible was given for correction for instruction. All right, and it lists, it goes on to list five things. All right, Jesus told his disciples they had a little issue with something. They were still growing. They were still they were still understanding their superpowers. All right, as apostles, disciples, and uh, of Jesus Christ, and they said, "Why why couldn't we cast the demon out, out, out of the boy, which was probably a young man, um, uh, riddled with demons, or at least one demon having control of them." Christ comes along, speaks that thing out, comes out, Father. We all very familiar story. No faith in all of you know have I seen and I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't cast him out. They asked, Well, what did you do that we didn't do? And Jesus said, Well, I'm about to tell you something that you can we can all participate in. Some things you're going to be limited in in your simply your prayer request, all right, or how much money you can throw at something. All right. You can't legislate love. You can't legislate hate. All right. You can't, you can't, you can't, uh, 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 you can't legislate envy and jealousy and strife out of humanity. All right. Some things only come about in the combination of prayer and fasting. So starting tonight, this it was on our announcements last Sunday. It's on our Facebook page. I believe it's on our Facebook page. And um, but we're inviting all. It doesn't matter what church you go to. If you believe in the, if you believe in the Word of God, if you believe in the New Testament power and the validity of fasting in combination with prayer for very specific things that you want God to do, Amen. 
then then you are invited to join us. Amen. There's no offering attached to it. There's no giving attached to it. Um, just the giving of sacrifices. Amen. Pushing our plate away. All right. Christ said, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, 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 pro, uh, 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 passage of Proverbs names three things that afflict the human condition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good if you know them, Brian. Let me, this is my, this is my reminder. Mm-hmm. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, Sister uh, Deaconess Marie, if you could find that and flash that on the screen, maybe someone, Deacon Clyde, if you're watching that passage, I believe it's in Proverbs. Um, the, uh, the, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. What did what did the serpent, what did Satan through the serpent tempt Eve with and Adam with? The day, God knows that the day you eat of it, eat flesh, that you will be like him. Well, before, before Satan even shows up, God gives Adam and Eve some very specific instructions. And one of them is not only don't eat it, he said, don't even look on it. Can you imagine how beautiful, how awesome, awesomely good, how awesomely perfect is, I mean, we don't know if it's fruit, it, 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 it could have been a cucumber. Yeah, it could have been a tomato, it could have been a grape, it could have been an apple, it could have been, could have been broccoli. I mean, we don't, sunflower seeds, we don't know what it was. But whatever it was, it had to be so tantalizing. Not only was it, was it tempting because of what it would do, and that is make them like God. But it had to be tempting just for what it looked like. For God said, don't even look at it. Read your, uh, 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 um, the, uh, the uh, uh, Genesis 1 through 3, chapters 1 through 3. You can read it on your own. God said, don't even gaze upon it. Don't even look at it. Because even that's alone to kind of draw you away. The Bible says every man is drawn away from his own lust, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, right? Every man sins when he's drawn away. From his own level, what's drawing you away? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Amen. Fasting deals with all of these along with prayer. We invite you all to pray. Once again, that's Thursday, each Thursday in February, starting tomorrow, midnight tonight. Midnight, uh, of course, medications. Um, um, uh, um, I, I just don't want to assume that people don't know, but anytime you fast, if you have a special diet or you're under medical care, you should always seek a physician, your physician. If you're not sure, skip this week. Reach out to your physician before next week. All right. And then and then and then uh, and then and then uh, and then hop on the bandwagon next week. All right. Uh, but all medications you should take. If you have to take food with it, then shift your fast around the food. If you have to eat at noon with your medication and the fast ends at 2 p.m. 
and um, and the fa- yeah the fast ends at at uh, at uh, at uh, at uh, two p.m. Then 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 just end a little early. Be wise. Be wise in well doing. All right. All right. God bless you. Um, we thank God for you. Uh, next Sunday, look, this is a little house cleaning. Um, this coming Sunday is uh, is uh, is uh, Youth Day, second Sunday of each month. Uh, SOS service on Sunday. Once again, Deaconess Yvonne Jones. Our youth they have a presentation uh, in the middle of, in during our during the main service, uh, starting at 11 a.m. Once again. All families are welcome. The King's Healing Room, amen. We are, we are ministry-minded and family-focused, amen. Our mind is on ministry. Ministry is on our mind, all right? And, uh, and we are family-focused, amen. That means that, means that you, when you come to visit the King's Healing Room, amen, your whole family will have something to enjoy, amen. God bless you. We love you. Are we all there? Second Kings. The fourth chapter. And uh, I'm going to read verses one through seven. And I'm going to read from the ESV, the English Standard Version. First John 2 and 18. God bless you. I was all in the wrong book. I named three books and all of them was wrong, didn't I? All right. That's why we, that's why we need a little help from our friends. All right, the the hopefully I got ho- hopefully I got the <laughs> I got the passage right itself. All right, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All right, that can be found in First John two and sixteen. I believe it is. Amen. Let's get ready for the reading. This is coming three parts on tonight. All right, Second Kings. The fourth chapter, verses 1 through 7. Hopefully we're all there. Mark it in your Bible. You may be at work right now. You may be tuning in. Uh, you may be driving. But make a note of it so that you can you can have this in your arsenal for yourself. All right? Um, I'm sorry. This is the NET version. New English translation. Second Kings chapter 4, 1 through 7 in the NET. New English translation. Now, a wife of one of the prophets appealed to to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant was a loyal follower of the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take away my two boys to be his servants. Oftentimes when this is preached, it's preached in the sense of do good with money or this is what will happen. All right. Uh, Before we have, before there was a Congress, before there was a Senate finance committee and banking laws and and regulations, uh, even even here in our country, um, uh, 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 if you die in debt, um, um, it may not have been legal to come after a loved one, uh, but if, even if the bank did come after you for the car loan of a husband or a wife that had died, all right, and maybe you had them co-signed, maybe they're in both of your names, it's very popular in houses, you know, that husband and wife sign 
on the mortgage of the home. Now, really, both of you are on the hook. This does not necessarily mean, it could be, but it does not necessarily mean that this, this, this servant and husband and father, when he died in debt, it was bad debt. It just simply means there's good debt and there's bad debt. All right? But there's no such thing as just debt. It's either good debt or it's bad debt. All right? Verse 2, Elisha said to her, What can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She answered, Your servant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil. Let me read that again. Elijah said unto her, What can I do for you? Well, tell me, what do you have in your house? She answered, your servant has nothing in the house except a small jar of oil. Verse 3, he said, go and ask all your neighbors for empty containers. Get as many as you can. The King James Version, the last part of the King James Version of, uh, of verse 3 says, says, says uh, go borrow. It means you can uh, not and, and borrow not a few or not a few. And we're going to come back. I'm going to bring out three points. From these seven passages. Verse 4. Go. Go and close the door. Behind you. And your sons. Pour the olive oil. Into the containers. Set aside each one. When you have filled it. Alright. So according to how many. This is going to be key. This is point number two. According to how many vessels. Or how many vases. How many valses. Uh, that you that you gathered, that you borrowed, that you that you had lent to you, that you just went and got, and they just gave them to you. Hey, can I, can I get five uh, flower vases? Sure, here, take them. All right. Once you fill one with oil, set it aside. All right. Now, many of us are familiar with the story, but I don't want to assume that we all are. Notice how, okay, let, let, let me go on, because there's so much to unpack here. Verse 5, so she left him and closed the door behind her and her sons. As they were bringing the containers to her, she was pouring in the oil. As her sons brought her one container, she filled it. Now, this, this oil pot, this oil container, this Crisco can that only had a cup, that only had four ounces. Four ounces is a cup, right? In today's... Uh, 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 U.S. 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 measuring four ounces is a cup that only had about four ounces of Crisco. All right, only about four ounces of of, of Wesson cooking oil, but yet every time she poured it, it just it, each 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 vessel kept filling up, and as it filled up, she set it aside according to the prophet's instructions. All right. When the containers, verse 6, when the containers were full, she said to one of her sons, bring me another container. But he answered her, there are no more. Then the olive oil stopped flowing, verse 7. So went and told the prophet, so she went and told the prophet this. He said, go sell the olive oil, repay your creditor, 
and then you and your sons can live off the rest of the profit. If you can hold on just a moment, all right, I have something clicking over here. One moment. It's just my dentures clanking. Isn't that funny? <laughs> any questions, any comments on, on this on this on this passage? Amen. Thank you, Brother Clyde, for posting our our giving opportunities. So let's 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 unpack this scripture. And well, Pastor, I've heard this a hundred times. Well, maybe this one hundred and one time, maybe you'll see a different side of the coin. Maybe you'll see a different facet of the diamond on this that will be helpful for you today. We have there's so much going on in the world right now. Uh, I know the the big P word. We're not talking about it anymore. Pandemic. Um, uh, um, the big C word, Corona. Um, all we know Corona is is a beer, um, <laughs> you're right? Uh, corona light, you know. Um, uh, um, um, but people are still dying. In fact, the coronavirus is actually on the rise. All right, and I don't want to get into that. I don't want to, but. But we, 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 we still, we, we don't know a year from now if there's going to be another shutdown. It happened, what happened two years ago would have been thought to never have happened before two years ago. And that is the entire country of ghost town. U.S. government agencies shut down. General Motors, Chrysler, GM, Xerox, Apple, Amazon, shut down. The world economy crashed. Now we're starting to see the effects of the, of the pandemic season on our children. Uh, uh, here, here's, here's an ironic statistic that I, that I just discovered yesterday. Math scores have tanked in America. School-aged children. I'm not sure if that's 6th grade and under or 8th grade and under, but school-aged children. Or it could be 12th, 12th and under. 12th, 12th grade on down. Math scores have absolutely tanked. Because you need to be in school for math. All right? Especially the new, this, this quote-unquote new math. But guess what? Reading scores have skyrocketed. Because what's the easiest, most proficient, uh, um, most consistent thing caregivers, and I say caregivers, not just parents, but grandparents, aunts and uncles, and, and, and big sis and big brother, and aunts and uncles. What, what 
what is most readily available for our children if they're not in school on a consistent basis? And that is to read. All right. If we got locked in right now, everybody has three years worth of re reading material. Even if it's going back through your old journals or magazines or books that you've been meaning that's been in a box that you've been meaning to take to the uh, book drive at your local church or to your or turn back into the uh, public library. So math scores have tanked because today's today's math, you really you really need to be in school or you need to be tutored. You need to be taught, maybe not in a school setting, but in some type of class instruction setting. But reading, it truly is fundamental. Isn't that interesting? So we are we're just starting to see real hard facts, real hard statistics that are coming out of the pandemic. Well, they don't even know the financial cost yet. They'll be 10 years before they understand the financial cost. The people that were removed, the workers in America, around the world that were removed for good out of the workforce, that paid taxes, that, that bought consumer goods, that, that, that bought, uh, uh, that, 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 that bought medical supplies, that, that, um, um, they paid for their own children's school supplies. They did not need government assistance. Uh, so many have been removed out. They paid into their own 401ks. They had, they had emergency funds and, and, and savings accounts and paid mortgages, which bolsters up neighborhoods, right? And school districts. And they were just removed. So many, a swath of America and around the world was just poof, gone. Not even considering, and I know I'm on a rant, I'm going to stop. Not even considering the death toll of just removing a living human being off of the planet, never to live again, never to be productive, never to help be a part of a generation or generations within a family never to reach their full potential just in life. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of human beings have perished just through this coronavirus. And it's just a little virus. And guess what? We've already, as a nation, we've already become lax. We're already, we're already quote unquote, over it. All right. I beg to differ, but, but, the way we're conducting our business just as humans in America, we are over it. All right. Uh, um, so, I, so I think there's a lot to, to, to learn here. There's a lot to unpack. Verse, verse one, kind of read on for a second and then we'll, we'll go on to, to three hard, uh, points that I want to bring out. All right. I'm going to look up. If I don't see any questions or comments real quick, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, all right, I'm not going to go in too hard here. All right. When, when this widow approaches Elisha, whether prophetically, whether he knew what was in her house, if obviously they had a discourse, um, uh, he was employed by her. Uh, um, uh, her husband was in 
Elisha's employ. It's likely that they had a school of the prophets and um, they built, they built, you know, they, they built structures and, and taught and, uh, and, and uh, ministered and trained and um, things that you might do in any type of school. And, and so no doubt he was familiar with her plight, but how would he know exactly what her resources were? All right. And, uh, and so when she presented the problem to him, I'm, and I want y'all to make, catch these little points as I'm doing them. I'm going to get to three hard points in, in a moment, but I, I just feel I want to read on here for a second. So make mental noise or just jot down notes real quick. Oftentimes, more often than you and I realize, when, when people come to us, saint, sinner, ant, roach, cat, dog, it's not for us to pray. It's for us to be the answer to their dilemma. And as much as it is in your power to do so. Now, I, I, I can almost hear you talking now. Well, you know, it's my in-laws and they, and they they borrowed money eight years ago and never paid me back. That's, that's the common sense stuff. I'm speaking overall here. Everyone, every Christian can't go into prayer for every other Christian who needs, who needs help, especially financial help. Or writing a resume. If you know how to write a resume, even if you just wrote one for your child, well, you know what? Come over, come over tonight, come over next Tuesday, right? And let's sit down and do it together. I'll help you make one. Oh, oh Father, let us pray. Let us hold hands in the name. Of... Now you rain down fire from heaven over a over a, over a resume that you can probably Google and get a form for it and um, a template and just kind of kind of fill out the blanks. And sometimes that's the instruction that people need. But here's the point I want to get at here in verse 1. Elijah never stopped and prayed. He never went into fast mode. I mean, I mean, this, this, this is a brother who was bad. God used him mightily, Elijah and Elisha. He used them mightily, Elijah, through his hands. God caused Elijah to commit 16 miracles. And through, Eli through Elisha, the cloak of Elijah resting upon him, through his hands, God caused him, empowered him, graced him to commit 32 miracles. He was, he committed, and he wasn't twice as powerful. He just committed twice as, he, uh, th uh, twice as many miracles are attributed and recorded to his. It could have been a thousand miracles, but we just have 32 for Elisha and 16 for Elijah that are recorded. All right. Just like you and I, we both, I, I, I'll use myself personally. I know that I've given to more people and to more families some type of financial aid more than has been recorded. And I have no doubt that you do. I came from a home. I came from a giving home. I came from a, I came from a home. Uh, Mother Hill and my grandmother. They op they actually op they opened up their doors. We come home from school. Sometimes we didn't know uh, if Terry and Kim were listening right now. Sometimes we wouldn't know who was home. We wouldn't know. There'd be kids at home and be like, "Oh, hi, hi. 
And mom be like, yeah, they're going to stay with us for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Mother Hill, come on. I mean, it's wonderful. It was fantastic. The, the lessons that we learned from your hospitality, are, are, are the proof is still living today. Amen. We came home from school one day and there were some kids completely foreign, not from church anywhere. And they were from New York City. There was a there was a grass a green grass program. Children in New York City that were that 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 didn't grow up around grass and they could get them out the city for for a couple of days or a week and they'd stay in the house. And mom had set it up, had had set everything up, had signed out the papers with the parents of the children and everything. And we had she never told us until we came home from school. We came home from school one day and there's two or three kids there. And we're like, hey, who are you? And why, and why are you playing up? Why are you playing with our toys? Yeah, they're, they're going to be here for a minute, all right. And um, they're going to enjoy some of the things that you, Brian, and Terry, I mean, Kimmy, haven't been born yet, or too young, take for granted. All right. So I'm quite sure all of us can say that there's things we've done in secret. There's things we've done in in and hidden, and, and in darkness, all right, uh, for the integrity of the person, or just because we're not bolsters, all right, and we've given, we don't want, we don't even want people to know, we don't even want people to know, all right, you may be that person that maybe God, maybe God uh, 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 leads you to bless someone, well, you don't even want to know that it was you, you'll hand them, and you'll hand an envelope to the pastor, or you'll hand an envelope to the church mother, or to the choir director, or to a loved one, and say, you give this to them, and just say, hey, there's an envelope here with your name on it. And you want to remain anonymous. I think that's a wonderful trait. There's a time to be known, amen, but there's a, there's a, there's a time to handle your business just like that. God bless you. But I want you to make this, I want you to keep, keep this point here, all right? With the next time, it could be when we it could be when we get off of wild tonight, or within the next seven days. But the next time someone comes to you for a need, all right, not even financial, it may be advice. If it's within your power, if it's within your purview, purview, if it's within your ability, then real quick in your mind, it doesn't take three hours. You don't have to. You don't have to. Fast and 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 deny yourself food. Just simply ask the question right down the spot in your mind. Lord, am I the answer for this? I have forty dollars. I have, I'm ready to go into the grocery store to spend two hundred dollars. What if I just, if it's a valid, if it's a valid need, what if I just, what if I just, what if I just got, what if I just got that Delmonico steak next week? And 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 salt potatoes for forty dollars, and sow the seed to them. Or are you hung? Come to the grocery store with me, and let me and 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 look. Or here's a gift card. Whatever the situation may be, but Elisha, I think it's interesting. As great as prayer, prayer is, as great as fasting is, we're embarking on prayer and fasting starting tonight at midnight. I'm so excited! I can't wait because there's some things that whoa, there's some mountains in my life and the Hill family that we need moved it did out of the way. I don't even want to see them, and I know this can happen because Jesus Himself said, "You can say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea." And it shall be the not a tree lifted up, but a mountain removed. 
cast into the sea. All right. I want I need some things to disappear in my life and in my family's life and for the King's Healing Room, which means for each and every one of you that are listening. All right. Just a little side note here. Just a little just a little just a little uh, a cliff bar here. Uh, 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 cliff note. You just might be the blessing. Who are you going to pray to reveal themselves to be a blessing to this person? It just might be you. All right. Even just your wisdom. Even 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 just your your administrative skills. Whatever you have to offer that a person needs, it it's likely is you. That's why God sent them. And by giving by faith, we do we even have to discuss right now the benefits of when you give by faith and not by sight? And just give looking for nothing in return, for it is better to give than to receive. Uh, uh, three three points. Let's let's get to it because I don't want to I don't want to ramble. I don't want to overtake my time. Three points here from verses one through seven. Second Kings, chapter four, verses one through seven. Number one, take an inventory. Write this down. You can always come back and listen to this. All right, take an inventory. Point number one. Take an inventory. If you will notice, well, Pastor, you just said he was the answer to her. He didn't. He didn't give her money. He, he didn't. He gave her what was better than money. We all know the old saying: It's better to teach a man how to fish than give him a fish. All right. He was the answer to her long-term needs. She had. She had. She had short-term. She had a short-term answer: one meal, and kind of that was it. Her or well, her son was going to go. Her two sons, or however many sons she had, the creditor was going to take. He wasn't going to keep them. All right, it was called indentured servitude, and you work until the debt is off. All right, a child. We do it all the time with our children. All right, when your children learn to start driving, they they have a fender bender in the car, and you pay for it. Your 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 auto insurance and everything, and and what many parents will do. <clears throat> Is all right. Uh, the damage was a thousand dollars. All right, and you're I'm going to pay for it because it's our car. We need it, but you're going to get a job, and this is the agreement we're going to make. And you're going to pay us back this this th that for the for the cost to repair this. That's and that's just another. That's just a 21st century legal form of indentured slavery. All right, <laughs> I'm sorry indentured servitude. All right. So her sons would have been taken, but of course it's, it's, it's not always a fair system. You add usury or interest on and they tack on years and, and what should have been six months to pay off the debt turns out to be two years. I don't know about all of that, but here's a mother who's petitioning the prophet for her sons not to be even not to be even introduced into this system that they may never recover from. And he gives, and, and from this, we glean, we get this phenomenal story with so many lessons to glean from. Number one, taking forward. The first thing he asked her is, 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 is count your inventory. 
What do you have? What do you possess? Whether you're getting back into the workforce, whether whether you want to start your own business, whether whether you want to work from home, uh, uh, whether you want to go back to school, whether you're a first-time mom, a first-time dad, wherever you are in your life right now, um, I, I don't care if you're uber wealthy. These are lessons across the board. Stop and take inventory right now. If one's house, if, if, if one goes to get rental insurance, uh, renter's insurance, everyone who rents should have renter's insurance. Just, just period. Just, 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 just period. Uh, you may live in a flood. You might live in the Midwest where, where floods, we just, Florida, we just, the whole island of Puerto Rico is just about underwater. All right. Uh, um, a neighbor above you, if you live in an apartment building, um, uh, or a condo or a flat, the neighbor above you could go to sleep and leave their, and, and, and leave their shower on. Or run out the house real quick and forget to leave the sink on. Both of y'all go to work and you come home and there's there, there there's a hole in your ceiling where 700 gallons of water came through and there's two inches of water on your floor and just about everything that's on the floor, furniture, pictures, carpet, everything is soaked, done, it's ruined. It has to be thrown out. All right? Whenever you get renter's insurance, whenever you have... Uh, uh, your mortgage insurance covers your mortgage, your ability to pay. All right, but your uh, but you can also have uh, insurance for the contents of your home in case of a fire or said flood. All right, and the first thing they're going to once you qualify for it, the first thing they're going to have you do is take. First thing they're going to have you do is take is take inventory, all right? And they're gonna ask you to estimate the cost, all right? If your furniture costs $3,000 new and you've had it two years, all right? It's just a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or two roommates, all right? And there's no, no uh, children, no pets, that furniture may be worth $1,500. Add pets and two or three kids, all right, and and some other relatives sleeping on the couch and stuff for, for a couple months while they were out with COVID, all right, and your furniture may be worth $300. But take inventory and estimate the worth of everything you own, all right? Allow me to, uh, uh, mm, pull up a passage. This is, while we're on point number one, I didn't have it in my notes, so I, I didn't have it right here. Uh, uh, Proverbs 27. Now, let, let's, let's turn to that very quickly. Proverbs, the 27th chapter. All right, it's five minutes after seven. Proverbs, the 27th chapter. All right? Sometime we, 
oftentimes we, we don't eat. Well, that's part of the fivefold ministry. I read a I read a passage starting last week. It interrupted all of my Bible studies, all of all of my book writing. It it, it just interrupted everything. I read a passage, in the Old Testament that I'd never read before, never read before. And and I usually when I read passages I've never read before, I'll highlight it. Even if I don't study it, even if I don't meditate on it, I'll highlight it. And that way when I'm flipping through my Bible and pages, when I see something highlighted, oh, let me go back to that. Never even whiffed the page. Never even sniffed the page that this was on. I was blown away with the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. And guess what? There's there's 150 more passages just like that in the Bible. All right? Thank God that I will that that I will out that 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 uh, that that I will outlive the Bible, and the Bible will never outlive me. All right, I will outlive the Bible, meaning that one day I'm going to perish. You know, uh, is once for a man to be born and once to die, but the Bible never will. All right, the generation that comes after me will learn. The generation that came before me will learn from that same uh, Genesis to Revelation, Genesis chapter one to Revelation. Chapter 22. Proverbs 27. This is the hit version, the Hill International Translation. I take I take uh, every word, just about every word, uh, maybe skipping over some conjunctions, you know, and, uh, you know, um, um, uh, and, but, and, and kind of like the NIV or the message. It's kind of like a combination between the two and the amplified, those three. And I bring it up for us for our reading today. Here's what Proverbs 27, verses 23 through 27 says in the hit version, Hill International Translation. Ready? Know every detail of your wealth. Know every detail of your wealth. Monitoring each resource down to the penny. All right. What did... The prophet, what did Elisha tell the widow, tell, tell the woman? What's in your house? By saying what's in your house, what do you have? Literally what he was saying is, if you have a chair, how much is it worth? What condition is it in? If you have an air conditioner, how does it work? If it doesn't work, is it worth some scrap metal? Is there aluminum in it? Is it worth some aluminum at a scrap yard? Is, is the Freon worth anything? Know every detail of your wealth, monitoring each resource down to the penny daily. Daily. You, you read along me with read along with me with this on your King in your King James Version. Be proactive to increase your income its profitability, and carefully manage your investments. Verse 24. Don't take them for granted, for riches don't last forever, nor will your reputation and influence outlive generations. All right? There's a saying, the queen is dead, the queen is dead. Now, I'm not referring to, to Queen Elizabeth just recently passing. 
it's just whenever there was a revolution or the king is there, when there was a revolution and they wanted a new king or a new queen and there was a tyrant. And when the, when the, when that particular dynasty fell, it could be, it could be the Ying dynasty in China. All right. When that dynasty fell or that rulership fell, they say they would, they would shout, the king is dead. He could have been living in exile. The king is dead. The king is dead. What this last verse just said is, is, is be careful to monitor monitor everything that you own and know and know that 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 your reputation isn't always going to precede you in wealth the bible uh 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 uh, 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 uh genesis around the 38th i'll say between 30 32 and 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 50 story of joseph joseph comes in we know what he meant to egypt second in charge uh, 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 seven thin cows, seven healthy cows, seven thin ears of corn, seven healthy ears of corn, blah, blah, blah. His, his brothers come, they, 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 they come down to Egypt, uh, uh, for the famine in the land of Canaan. They come down, Joseph recognizes them as his brothers. He, they don't recognize him as their brother that they left and, and, uh, sold to a caravan of slave owners, um, uh, going down into Egypt. That story goes on, and then it goes on. And later it says, there rose up a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And that's when the taskmaster started. That's when the children of Israel began being treated like slaves in Israel. They were celebrated because of Joseph, because of the legacy of Joseph and his, and his father, Jacob. All right. And his wisdom. But after generations went by. All right. Right now, you know, Church of God in Christ. There's the Christian music. This and that is so far away from where it used to be. Well, you know, I, I, and I'm not judging, but here's a fact. We have a generation that does not know Mother Coffee. I'm speaking to the Church of God in Christ heads right now. We are living we are we have raised a generation of Christians that do not know uh, uh, that 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 uh, that do not know that does not does not know and is not familiar with the 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 founder of the churches of God in Christ, Bishop Charles Mason. So while we're looking at the big gap, and well, this is not the church that I knew. Well, reputations tend to fade off given enough time. And that's exactly what this passage is saying. All right, verse 24. Don't take them for granted, for riches don't last forever, nor will your reputation and influence outlive generations. Verse 25. Then... When your multiple income streams are collected and the profits reinvested, verse 26, you can manage your family slash personal lifestyle and increase your financial portfolio for future generations, verse 27. Then you will have resources, then you will have abundant resources to outlast bad Economies. Your King James, verse 27, your King James, I don't have it in front of you, but it says something like, 
Like if you do, if you do verses 24 through 26, then when bad economies come, you'll be able to keep your butler. You'll, 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 uh, you'll be, you'll, you'll keep your, uh, you'll be able to keep your, um, your, uh, your, uh, your, uh, your, uh, your, your, your housekeeping. You'll be able to keep your nannies because you will have saved for bad economies. At the very least, an emergency fund with three to six months worth of what it costs to run your household monthly. So if it costs $2,000 to run your house, all right, mortgage, lease or rent, uh, national grid, uh, Thomas Edison, wherever you live, your utilities, uh, your internet connection, because you need a, everybody has an internet connection, your, 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 your mobile, your mobile bill, everybody has a cell phone. Uh, clothes, if you have children, you need clothes um, on a consistent basis. Food, groceries, if you have a car, now you have a car note, likely. You have car insurance, even if you don't have a car note, you have car insurance, auto insurance, all right? Gasoline, all right? Maintenance, oil change every three months at, at 60 to $100 a clip. Let's say it costs $2,000 to run your house. Every house should have should have six to uh, uh, two uh, uh, two yes should have six to twelve thousand dollars in an emergency fund. Now, when the pandemic hit, imagine how many households would have not only survived but they would have prospered in the pandemic if they had an emergency fund like this. Even if they had two months worth of emergency funds. How many people would not have been evicted? How many families would not have lost their only source of transportation? Yes, help came uh, uh, with with um, relief and, and postponing and putting off car notes and mortgages and so forth. But what if that doesn't happen? The what if what if the next time this happens, the governor's like, you should have been ready. This just happened three years ago. This just happened in 2020. You didn't learn your lesson? So what if this happens in 2024? What if this happens in 2023? Can we, are we going to count on the government uh, uh, suspending evictions like they did for, for, for months and months during the height of the pandemic? Everyone getting uh, 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 GMAC auto financing, Ford financing, Capital One auto financing, uh, um, um, most of them suspended their their car note, their their the, your monthly car note, until you got on your feet. Don't wait for someone else to help you. Be prepared yourself. No, point number one: take inventory of what you have. All right. Oh, I wish we were live because I just uh, I'd, I'd I'd love to talk with you and. And look and, and 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 interact personally and 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 in person over this and 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 and, uh, and field and 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 field questions. All right, all right. You should know right now, almost to the penny, but at least to the to the next one hundredth. You should know exactly how much you owe on your car. I owe eight thousand four hundred dollars. I owe I owe seventeen thousand six hundred. I owe nothing. It's paid for, or I paid cash for it. Well, how much is your commerce shares? I don't know. I just pay it. The Bible says that that's not right. That's not the way to do business. Take, number one, take inventory. 
All right. Point number two. Everybody say point number two. Cast your vision. Prophet, the prophet Elisha tells her, number one, take inventory. And she responded, I don't have much, but I have something. All right. One of the main excuses why I hear people why they, why, tell me why they don't have a will. And uh, a, 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 a last will and testament. And here's one of the main excuses that I get. Well, I really don't have anything that anybody wants. Hmm. That's because you're living. But if you could see how fuss, if you could see how folk will fight over your stuff when you're gone. Hmm. In fact, just remember how you may have fought over granny or nanny or big papas or, or someone's stuff when they were gone. The same thing could have been bought at Walmart for $17.99. But because it belonged to who it belonged to, now it became literally priceless to you. Folk fighting in the living room. Uh, ten, minutes after, ten, ten minutes after the cost that the casting has been lowered to the ground. Somebody know, I'm, somebody know I'm telling the truth. It may be uncomfortable, but somebody know I'm telling the truth here. All right? There's no such thing as you don't have anything that's worth either. You may have a life insurance policy for $5,000 from a job that you had 10 years ago, and, and either they let you go or you left, you transitioned on, and you don't even realize or you forgot that, that, that once you were on the job for six months, once you, once you made a past orientation or probation for six months or a year, they give you a free $5,000 policy. That's a death, that life insurance policy, that's now it's yours. Even 5000 may not be a lot, but let's call it burial insurance. All right, let's call it burial insurance. It's enough to bury you without taking a GoFundMe page. All right, or have it, or, or it's only a wedding where something borrowed, something blue, not for a funeral. All right. Point number two. Once... He didn't, this wasn't for him. Once she now established that she did not have much, but she had something. If it's only your furniture, take inventory of it. If it's just your silverware, take inventory of it. If it's just your glasses and, and your dishes, take inventory of it. You can sell them on eBay. You can sell them on eBay or, 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 uh, or uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace for $60. It's something. It's worth something. We talked about earlier about assets. ABC, assets, budgeting, and credit. All right? It's an asset. You pay for it. It still has some value. All right? Uh, uh, not just intrinsic value. Not just because not just because it was yours or just because it was your grandmother's or your grandfather's or or a loved one gave it to you 30 years ago, but it really has some financial value to it, then it is inventory and it is an asset to you. Point number two, cast your vision. He tells her, go get 
it, 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 it appears that the only container she had is what the oil was in. So he says, your King James says, go borrow, but that's not really the true sense of it. All right. Um, um, and she very well could have borrowed them because, because, uh, um, um, but once she filled them with oil, once he told her, she came back, he, he gave her instruction one bit at a time, take inventory. Okay. She comes back. I took inventory. I have one cruise of oil. All right. All right. One, one cup of Crisco. Okay. Now go get as many vessels as you can. Not a few, but a lot. Okay. No more instruction. Okay. Let's get used to having God piecemeal us out just because we don't see the full picture. There's a lot of stuff we wouldn't do if God showed us the whole picture. All right. We oftentimes we go from faith to faith and hope to hope. All right. According to the Old Testament. All right. One of the minor prophets of the Old Testament. All right. Line by line by line. Precept by precept by precept. Step by step by step by step by step. All right. You don't know what the curriculum for his eighth grade until you pass seventh grade. You're not in sixth grade and they start showing you. You start taking home books to show your parents what the curriculum is for eighth grade. No, you focus on sixth grade, then seventh grade. And when you graduate from sixth grade, matriculate to seventh grade, now on the first day of school or the first week, now you now it is revealed to you what the curricular what the curriculum is for that level that you're on. How many times? Oh my gosh! Don't hang up. Don't y'all leave because I know this this kind of this kind of this kind of this kind of made my skin crawl a little bit on my past. How often do we get stuck and we start blaming other people or we blame God he didn't hear us? And God said, you didn't obey instruction 101. I had 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 47, 48, 785 steps. But because you couldn't complete the first step, go back and ask forgiveness. After that, there's no more steps. Until you and I go back to whoever we offended and ask forgiveness, there's no next steps. That is the next step. Christ said, well, Pastor, I don't know. Well, let's just say what Jesus said. Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus himself, said, if you do not forgive your brother whom you see every day, I'm sorry, that's, that's another lustre. If you don't forgive your brother, he says, I think it's in, in Mark, he says, then you will not be forgiven by your father in heaven. If you don't forgive Ray Ray and Rallo and them, then I will not forgive you. Another passage Christ says, he uses the word alms, A-L-M-S. That's just that's the New Testament, uh, New, New, New Testament tongue food term for giving, you know, mostly in a church setting, tithes and offerings or, or gifts to the temple. He says, if you have not forgiven your brother and your sister, he said, put your money back in your pocket. Don't even put your cell phone out. Close the cash app out, back out. Don't even start up Zello. Go to 
Go to Johnny Ray and ask Johnny Ray to forgive you. Go to Becky, Amy, and Sue and ask Amy, Becky, and Sue to forgive you. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Give me braids. <laughs> so what God's saying? Yeah, the church will receive. Yeah, it'll go into their coffers and they can they can pay the mortgage or or you know buy you know vacuum cleaner bags for the church. But you won't receive the blessing of giving. All right, Corinthians Corinthians uh, uh, nine. Uh, 10, God loves a cheerful giver, all right? Or tithes, Malachi, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be in my house and prove me not, not with it. I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a, receive, pour out a blessing that you have room enough to receive and rebuke the devourer for your sake. Well, Lord, I'm giving. Why am I receiving these benefits? It just might be that you haven't completed the first step, and that is seeking forgiveness. Or forgiving your own self. I mean, you yourself, someone hurt you. You're harboring unforgiveness. Whether they come to you and ask forgiveness to you or not. You forgive them. And most importantly, while we're here, boys and girls, forgive yourself. Step one. You gotta kill, you gotta go through the steps. God's the words laying it out for us. Number one, take inventory. Number two, cast your vision. I love number two. All right? Go get vessels. The only vessel it appears that she had was the vessel that the that 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 the um that the uh, sunflower seed oil was in. So even though your King James says borrow, it wasn't the intent for her to give it back, but she didn't know it at the time. So even if there was to be borrowed, she didn't know it at the time because they only gave her, that was just step number two. So now step number three, fill them up. Close the door behind you and fill them up. Okay, so she completes step number three. She closes the door. He's outside chilling, playing checkers, uh, playing dominoes outside, right? You know, all right. I don't know, P-knuckle. I don't know. She fills it up, each one, out of this, out of this one, out of this one uh, 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 reused flower pot with oil in it. And when the last vessel is used, the oil would stay. He said, come back out and get me. She opens up the door, comes out. All right. She said, I got, I got, I borrowed eight, I borrowed 18 bottles, 18 vessels, 18, 18 uh, uh, flower pots, 18 vases. They're all full of oil. What's the next step? Now he tells her, take the vases with the oil, go to the marketplace and sell them. Pay off your creditor and live off the rest. So she didn't even know, even if she did borrow them, she had full intention of paying them back, of giving, bringing the, bringing the, ves, the vases back. And of course, she certainly could have taken her profit and gone back and paid them. Remember I borrowed that vase from you two months ago? Yeah, I was worried about that. Well, you know what? What, how much, what do you think it was worth? It was worth 10 shillings. It was worth $8. Here's 10. Thank you. Just, just thank you for your trouble. Whatever. Borrowed. Gave. She could not move past go until she rolled the dice. Monopoly. She could not go to the next 
She could not get the next instruction until she completed the task at hand. Cast your vision. Is your solution bigger than your problem? Is your solution bigger than your problem? If your solution is not bigger than your problem, then you need then you then 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 you need to go back to the drawing board. What what what, what am I saying? If your automobile, if the engine goes, the transmission goes, or somebody, some you know someone someone maliciously slashes all four of your tires, and you only have one spare. All right, so now you need three tires, and you you got to be to work because you've been late. And you just got written up. If you're not, if you don't show up today, you're going to be fired. So now you got to go to work. You got to make it to work. And you need three tires. And if each tire costs two hundred dollars, two times three is six hundred. So now you got six hundred dollars. All right. And you only have five hundred dollars on your credit card. Well, the solution to your problem is not big enough. But that same six hundred dollar tire scenario. Now you have seven hundred dollars on your credit card, or on your debit card, or under your mattress. Now, your solution is bigger than your problem. All right? Well, why do we end up turning to God for financial uh, relief, or mental relief, or whatever the problem is that we present to God? Come to the throne of grace, seeking mercy in time of need. It's because we got issues, folks. If we had the solution to it, then we wouldn't be calling on God or calling on Big Mama or Ray Ray, all right, or Juicy Fruit or anyone else. All right? Don't even consider a solution that is not greater than your problem. He said, what I'm going to do for you, what, what Yahweh, what Jehovah is going to do for you, for you, for your sons, for your for your husband's service. We're just not going to meet your need. You are going to exceed your need. And you're going to live the rest of your life in want. I'm sorry, in lack. And you're going to shift from need, from desperation stage to need stage to 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 wants and desires stage. Let me say that again. She was in desperation mode. Her children were about to be, her sons were about to be taken into slavery. Remember, in in these in these times of antiquity, especially male children, they were heirs. Women, uh, 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 young girls, females, did not have the same advantages in society that. They have that we have now, and even today, you still have glass ceilings. You still have you still have females that make less than than males. Um, um, the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation just lost a a a a lawsuit brought in by the Women's uh, Soccer uh, Federation of America, professional, because they wanted equal pay. And they drew just as much crowds. They got the advertising, but men just got paid more money. And they they went to court and went to the highest court they could, and the court won in their favor. And now FICA, F-A-C-C-A, um, uh, uh, Federation of International 
the what it was soccer um now for their tournaments and 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 for their championships and their games they must pay the female employees just as athletes just as much as they pay the male athletes so remember in this day in this time when this was written for a widow now her husband is dead he's the one who he's the breadwinner he goes out all right it was just the culture of that day i'm not don't 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 much slash my tires i'm just speaking of the culture of that day all right the susie homemaker all right that was her place his place was outside the home but he died he left some debt all right if they if the creditors took her son her sons until they paid off the debt she would have been destitute she may have starved to death. So to go from just to go from destitute mode to need mode, I need a blessing, Lord. I need my rent paid. Well, let's change that to Lord. Yes, I, I may need my rent paid by tomorrow. Most most credit companies, no matter in what form they are, they have a grace period. Most of them are five days. That's about the average. So today's the fifth. All right. Lord, I need a miracle by midnight tonight. And let's say God does it. All right. But let Lord show me, reveal to me, help me that I'll never be in this position again. And that's what Elijah did for this widow. Number one, Young lady, take inventory. Young man, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the widow now. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to me. King's Healing Room, all that are listening. Take inventory. The Hill family, the, the Harrington family, the, the Hamilton family, the Bunting family. You, your, insert your, 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 your family name in there. Take inventory. Number one, cast your vision beyond your reality. Cast your vision beyond your reality. I'm going to say it one more time. This is an old message. This is a message you've heard from the King's Healing Room for many years. Cast your vision beyond your reality or beyond your, your current circumstances or beyond your situation. The, the word situation comes from the root word sit, and then sit comes from circumference or situate. And it means to, to circumference is I'm here, and it is the equal it is, circumference is the equal distance of a circle and me in the dead center of that. And if it's eight feet out, I just go eight feet out. That's circumference. If it's not a circle, then it's a square. It's not circumference. It's a square. You're in the middle of a square. But if you're in the middle of a circle, you're in the middle of a circumference. To sit, to sit, you wait, which means to become acclimated to where you sit. All right. That's why oftentimes God will make your sitting place uncomfortable. Ah, he will make your sitting place uncomfortable because even God's not satisfied where you are. Certainly you and I should not be satisfied that we've been in the same place, stuck in the mud here for nine years. Everybody's passing us by getting promotions and everything else. And we won't even take a free, a free YouTube course to better our lives. Take inventory. Then number two, now once you have, once you have a baseline, once you have an inventory, once you once you have an intake, once you intake, once you have an intake form, once you know what you possess, once you know what you have, now you know what you don't have. But it's better to know what you don't have than think you have something that you don't have. Now, 
Don't take another step. Don't buy anything. Don't go to the hardware store. Don't go to the don't buy another don't buy another MacBook Pro 14 inch <laughs> two terabyte solid state drive uh 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 retina display for for twenty three hundred dollars. Nothing wrong with that, but stop and cast your vision. Get a picture in your mind of what this is going to do for you. What is this laptop going to do for me? What is moving to this neighborhood from this neighborhood going to do for me? All right. And then number three, our time is, is escaping us. I hope this has been, I hope this has been a blessing. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm really fighting not coming in and looking and, and, and scrolling, all right? The third thing, man, shut the door. Once you've taken inventory of your life, let's look at the big picture, the bird's eye view of our life. Once you've taken inventory of your life, when I look back over my life, and I think things over, I can truly say, I've got a testimony. Well, some of us have testimonies, but it's, it's not the one you would think after 20, 30 years, 10 years in the workforce of the, of the, of the opportunity to accumulate. Remember Psalms chapter 24, verses 24, 23, verses 24 through 27. Just want to make sure I exactly get that. Yes, Proverbs chapter 27. Verses 23 through 27. Know every detail of your wealth, monitoring each resource down to the penny daily. Every credit card. What's the interest rate on your credit card if you don't pay it off in full each month? Like credit for cash. If you owe $5,000 on a credit card and you're making a $100 payment a month, your interest is just about that. At anywhere anywhere from anywhere from 16 to 28% interest. Every thousand dollars, your interest, every every hundred at 30%, every hundred dollars, the your interest is $30 on a credit card that has 30% interest. Every $100, the interest monthly, if you don't pay that credit card off, is $30. Wow, Pastor, I never thought about that. Well, it's right on the card. Your debit card, what's in it? I'm going to the grocery store. I need to know exactly what card I'm using, how much is on it, and why I'm using this particular card. Once you've taken inventory of your life, now, once you've created a vision a scenario of your life that's greater than your resources that's greater than your inventory 
She had a little bit of oil, but he told her to go get a whole lot of vessels. And you notice she never, she never, she never, she never barked back at him. She never gave him any smoke. Well, you know, wow. Well, I, 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 doubting Thomas. I, I want to see the holes in his hands. Well, 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 I have this little bit of oil. How, 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 I don't even, like the other, like the other woman, at, at least, at least she had some cornmeal. At least she had some grits, some hominy grits and had a little, and had a little Crisco and, and some cornmeal and, and, and it was going to make, and, and it was going to make a little cornmeal muffin and her and her son dying to eat. She said, all I have is oil. What am I going to do? Mix it with dirt? She didn't question it. I came to you for an answer and I'm willing to do whatever you say do. Number one, take inventory. No more steps. That's it. Come back to me when you're done with that. Okay, I took inventory. I have one cup of oil. Four ounces of olive oil. Virgin olive oil. Okay, step number two. Go get as many vessels as you can. And not, well, well all I could get was three. No, I'm, I'm, before you even come back with, with a handful, come back with a cart full. Because you have to see your vision as being bigger than your inventory, bigger than your resources right now. You have to see your life bigger than your paycheck, bigger than your social security check. Stop, no other instruction. When you come back with the vessels, I'll give you the next instruction. Now, fill up the vessels from that one, from that one, from that one vessel of oil. It's just gonna continually flow. When you finished one, set it aside so you don't get your resources mixed up. You shouldn't have all your credit cards all mixed up together. I know this is kind of like, I'm not saying where you should physically keep them. All right? I'm not saying that. But if you have something that's moldy or that's spoiled meat and you're just keeping it in the refrigerator until trash day so it doesn't smell, well, you don't put it in the same drawer with your, with your fresh meat. You separate them. Part of, part of knowing what you own in inventory is having things separated in order. All right? Count it down to the penny. Once you get this, get this instruction, you understand? Yep, now I'm going to go in. This one, this one cruise of oil is going to, let's say it's 20 bottles. It's going to fill these 20 bottles. When I fill one, set it aside. Get the other one, fill it, set it aside, get the other one until there's no more bottles. I got it. Now what? Go inside and close the door. Remove yourself. Oh, this is this is going to hurt. Y'all not going to like me. I'm almost done. Don't hang up. Please don't. Please. Just we're almost done. Don't don't hang up. All right. Don't hang up. Stay off of Facebook. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you want to you want to tell people what, you know, you want to tell people, you know, G, you know, GN, good night, you know, and, and I'm kind of being comical now, but, 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 you know, you know, you want to share recipes and it's a great way to catch up with people and family reunions and, and different groups that you have, uh, dog lovers, cat lovers, uh, 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 those that like our ology. Uh, uh, time watch piece, time pieces, and and all kind of different clubs and stuff. It's it, it's it's great. What I'm talking about is keep your business out of the streets. This is basically what he was telling her. 
You have a you have a problem, lady. The last thing you need is people already know enough of your business just because we all live on top of each other, just because some of our business just gets out. But why are you the one telling it? Stay off of Facebook. I'm sorry, what was that? What was that? Stay, hold, hold on, guys. I'm blaming this on God. Let, let, let me stop playing with God. Say, oh, hey, wait a minute. But isn't this something like God would say? Like, why are you even giving people a reason to gossip? Close the door. I think your King James says, shut the door behind you. Shut the door. That means cut off communication. You're about to get into something that nobody else has any business in your business. Never mind you telling your business. Instagram. There's a reason why they call it Insta. Insta. Short for instant. It means instant gratification right away. Gram. Telegram. Telegram. Instagram. Gram. Travel. It travels instantly. If you have problems with your children and you put it on Instagram, then why are you why why are you tripping? Because 22 seconds later, everybody knows about it. You haven't you have mad to problems now. Everybody knows about it. You broke now. Everybody knows about it. Or you hit the lottery, or you got a raise. Now everybody knows about it. Now you wonder why everybody's coming for you. Hey, can I get 13 cents, man? Can I get a stick of juicy fruit bubble gum? Yo, yo, blah, 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 blah. My kids, my, my oldest son's graduating from high school. Remember you met him when he was four? Yeah, can you help me out? And all this drama and trauma's coming into your life, but it's because you and I left the door open. Take inventory. What's in your house? Cast your vision. Get as many as you can. And number three, shut the door. Close the door behind you. Close the drama behind you. Close the mess behind you. There's, this, there's, there's stuff that shouldn't be in any of our houses. I'm talking about trauma, drama. I have one more note for point number three. We'll be ready to wrap up. Yeah, point number two. I, I just said this. Is your solution... Bigger than your problem. And to number three, shut the door. What are you and I ready to close the door on tonight? That's not a rhetorical question. It's not to be answered here, but this is a question to internalize ourselves. What are we willing to close the door on? What chapter are we willing to close? Drama? Jealousy? Strife? Envy? According to uh, uh, Romans uh, 6 from I believe it was last week, we listed what we listed seven things. 
that are these things that God causes us to be conquerors over. In all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. And and I list we listed like seven of these things. Adultery, lying, uh, 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 cheating, gossip. Let's throw in stuff like low self-esteem. All right? Being flag paper, always, always taking on the responsibility of other people's actions. And we're always living under the weight of other people's actions. And taking on the responsibilities as if parents, parents are notorious for doing this. Parents are notorious for doing this. I have a few more notes here, but I'm going to, um, this is going to be more, a few more parts. So, uh, so I'll come back to that, but I want to leave you with this, with this saying. I've, I've been hanging on to this saying for, for some years, and I think this is wonderful, and I think this is a good part for it. The woman, the widow could have come to Elisha with just, listen, I just need some money. I, I just, I've been working all my life. My husband worked, he worked like a dog, he's dead. You may, you, you as pastor may have worked him to death. I have no hope. They take my children, they're gone. I, I, I just, I'm tired, I'm tired of working, I'm tired of working all my life, blah, blah, blah. I just need to come up. How many of you have ever had that talk with God? Or with other people, relatives? I just need to come up. But he gave her the solution. And the solution turned out to be so much bigger than her initial problem that it blessed her for the rest of her life and may, and if they handled it right and lived fairly frugal, it literally could have been a generational blessing to her children, the two sons that were that should have that were ready to be shipped off into servitude, actually became could have become the beneficiaries, the recipients of generational wealth. What if she had, what if she had 15 gold coins worth of oil left over? Because remember, she sold it. She sold it at the marketplace, came back, denarios, all right? She shillings, she came back, got her sons out of hock, all right? And then, lived off the rest. Well, what if she lived frugal and lived with and had nine gold coins left by the time she died and her two sons split the inheritance of nine coins? Once, at one point, they were looking to become slaves, possibly for the rest of their lives, and she would have died in poverty. But now because she's followed the three steps of the prophet and didn't argue, didn't fight, listen to this quote, quote, unquote, God did not take Goliath's sword Semicolon. He gave David a slingshot. Let me say that one more time. God did not take Goliath's sword, but he gave David a slingshot. Is that all right? And then David had to go find an appropriate stone for the occasion. If David was just killing, David was very proficient at, at slingshots, all right? Uh, he grew up next door to the Benjaminites, 
the 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 the, uh, 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 the children of Benjamin, and the children of ben, Benjamin were known for two things: they were great warriors. All right, they were all great warriors. All right, but they were known for two things specifically: all the fighting men were left-handed. How crazy! How bananas is that? Thousands and thousands of warriors. And they were all the warriors were born left-handed. And number two, they were all proficient at the slingshot. Now, King David was neither. At that time, just David was neither. But Judah's property with the 12 tribes uh, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Judah's property was right along the line of Benjamin's property. So Benjamin's boys and Judah's boys hung out with each other. Well, how do you think David learned how to kill a lion and, and, and strangle a bear? And, and his family bloodline is worship. They're the, they're the choir boys. They're the white receivers of the football team. But Benjaminites were warriors. They were fighters. Well, where did David learn, where did David learn how to fight? Where did he learn how to strangle Wolves and tigers and lions and bears. Oh my. And where did he learn how to use a slingshot? God said, I'm going to position you. All your brothers are inside doing, having body contests and rubbing, rubbing oil all over their bodies and, and, oh, and, and winning, 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 winning bodybuilding contests and everything. And you were out in the field tending sheep. But I had something for you. I had you to slay giants. The first thing I'd like us to do to take inventory on tonight, and we're going to close out, all right, is what sword are you up against and what's in your slingshot? What sword are you up against? And what's in your slingshot? God bless you. We love you. I hope you've hope I hope we've got something from this tonight. I thought I, I hope we've learned something. I hope the the scriptures have been enlightened and opened up. And and um, I said I wasn't going to do it, and I just I just did it. And uh, and um, it's too small for me to see anyway. But God bless you. He loves each and every one of you tonight at midnight. Get your chicken salad in. Uh, 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 get your lemonade or your Kool-Aid and get your medications in us. Once again, medications. If you need to eat food in the morning, just work your fast around it. But participate to whatever degree you can earnestly, earnestly. All right. And let's shoot. And let's shoot. I, I said 1 p.m., 2 p.m., but I think I meant to say 1 p.m. All right. Our fast is normally from noon to 1. All right. And um, but either way you go. I just can't remember what I had written down right now. Let's keep it at 2 p.m. That's what I said. All right. All right. You can log on to our to our prayer. You can find it on Facebook. All right. Uh, at uh, noon tomorrow. All right. There's no stranger and there's no foe. It's just it's just children. We're all children of God. All right. And we want to be the King's Healing Room. We want to be our ministry. We want to be a blessing to you in prayer and then partner with you in fasting. Is that all right? Let's come out this Sunday. All right. SOS uh, uh, Sunday School Kingdom Academy at 930 a.m. to 1030 a.m. can be viewed live on Facebook. 
and then our uh, word, uh, our service on Sunday, our Sunday morning service at uh, at um, at 11 a.m. And our second Sunday is Youth Day. All right. Under the fearless leadership of Deaconess Yvonne Jones and her in, and the entire staff and all those that work with our young people. Amen. Let's come out. Let's enjoy. Father, we thank you. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness as we come before your throne of grace, seeking mercy in time of need. Strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Give us clarity and focus and understanding as we embark on this fast. Four, four days, four Thursdays in this month of October until and unless you say different in the name of Jesus. Lord, someone, you may be listening right now. And you have walked away from your first love. But guess what? Your first love, God, Jesus Christ, has never walked away from you. The Holy Spirit is just waiting for you to invite him back in to your life sincerely. Amen. By confessing, amen, that He is that Christ is the Son of the living God and believing in your heart that he rose from the dead in the name of Jesus. Amen. And our sins shall be forgiven and our names shall be written or re rewritten, reinstituted into the Lamb's book of life. Amen. If you don't have a church home, amen, consider the King's Healing Room to be your church home. Amen. 42-26-43-26, Fay Road, Syracuse, New York, 13219. You can sow uh, according to the word that you received tonight, according to the revelation that you received on tonight. Amen. So that bountifully. You can also mail in to said address. Amen. We are praying for all those that are in need of prayer, bereaved families, the Nellens family and uh, the Lacey family and all the ex all extended families. Amen. We thank God for Jamar, brother Jamar and sister Kia Lacey. Amen. For the first time. Amen. In service. Amen. With their beautiful baby girl. Amen. We are so I was not there. Amen. But I can't wait to see. But, you know, I heard the great, great Great news. We love you and we're so proud of you. Amen. The two of you. What a what a pair and what a team. Once again, we're praying for all of the families all up and down the Florida coast and uh and uh and uh, Puerto Rico and all other all other locales affected by these two hurricanes touching ground uh inland within seven days. In the name of Jesus, may God be lifted up. In the name of Jesus, may Satan be defeated. As we leave this place, but never from your presence, watch yours and keep us again. Until we meet again, in Jesus' name, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Yes, yes. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Be blessed, be blessed. God bless. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Giveify app by downloading Giveify using your iOS 
or Android device and search The King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIFT to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Healing Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room. And we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.